This is Trained by Grace with Catherine Elizabeth. And when we're talking about the exile and what has happened, and we start talking about the prophets, we really need to get into some of the songs and some of the, the poems and set-aside pieces of the prophets. And there's the major prophets, um, the big ones, Isaiah and Jeremiah. And then there's the minor prophets who aren't so long, which are mentioned in the part about the exile and building the temple, Haggai and Zechariah. And um, there's other, obviously, major and minor prophets. But we're getting close, at least when I'm recording this, is close to the time that we celebrate Christ's birth and I felt convicted at this point to take a segue into Isaiah. But I will confess something right off the bat. This is a journey again together where I'm going to step on my own toes and confess openly that I really don't understand all of Isaiah. But I think breaking it apart song by song is an important thing because there's so many things, so many times that Isaiah talks about um, the coming Messiah that as we enter into this time of of Advent, um, as we're awaiting the other Advent when Christ returns, um, Isaiah mixes those two um, a bit. He, I, I don't know whether Isaiah didn't just didn't have a clear timeline and just wrote down what God told him. Um, often God does that to me too. He tells me stuff, and I don't realize that part of it's now, part of it's later, until a little later, until I start walking it out. And looking back on Isaiah, there's so much about Jesus that we can point to and say, he, feel, he fulfills that prophecy and that prophecy and that prophecy perfectly. And he says he will fulfill this one and this one and this one in his second coming, that we don't... Um, we realize that for Isaiah, it would have been hard for him to tease apart, but some of it is easy for us to see. So let's just jump right in there with the, with the guidance and help of the Holy Spirit and see what we can get out of this fantastic book. Um, God just displays his excellencies over and over again in the book of Isaiah. Even though I don't understand all of it, I I understand that much of it. The other thing about songs that I'm going to mention here, we've been mentioning some of the short ones, and more of the wonder comes from the context that song is in than in the song itself, and that changes. It's going to change for the Psalms, but it changes for Isaiah too. These beautiful pictures that we have to see. As, we, as we're going through. So we may have to stop and just gaze for a moment in these. Isaiah chapter 1, the vision of Isaiah the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Now Uzziah and Hezekiah followed God. Um, 
Jotham and Ahaz weren't quite as steadfast. And it's interesting that Isaiah covered all of that. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children I have reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. So remember, this is before the exile. They've had a king via legacy for a while. Some of the kings were good. Some of the kings were bad. Some of the kings sought their own honor. Some of the kings sought God's honor. Some of them were a mixed bag. But overall, God is saying about the character of the people, they don't know who I am. Verse 4, Ah, sinful nature, people laden with iniquity, offspring of evildoers, children who deal corruptly. They have forsaken the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They are utterly estranged. Why will you still be stuck down, struck down? Why will you continue to rebel? The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but bruises and sores and raw wounds. They are not pressed out or bound up or softened with oil. He's basically saying they're leprous. They're a leprous nation that no longer, no longer follows the Lord. They are, they are sick from head to toe. If they, were, if they were a leper in that day, they would have been lit outside the gate, not allowed to return, live in the leper colony outside. Your country lies desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. In your very presence, foreigners devour your land. It is desolate, as overthrown by foreigners. And the daughter of Zion is left like a booth in a vineyard, like a lodge in a cucumber field, like a besieged city. If the Lord of hosts had not left us a few survivors, we should have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. God's saying, really look at who you, who you think you're fooling. You're not fooling me. I see you for who you are. The best thing we can do when we find ourselves in that particular situation, and like I said, I'm stepping on my own toes here, is to go, God, this is where I am. 
And I don't want to come to anything. I don't want to be a part of anything until... Until... You and me have had a discussion about this. And you show me the way back. And God talks about that here. But first he has to get them to deal with where they really are. We can't get to where we're going on the map if we don't know where we are. He keeps going. Verse 24. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Come now, let us reason together. This is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful verse. Set of verses here. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. The point of worship is communion with God, is oneness with God. Until we have done this reasoning together, there's no point. There's no point. All of that stuff is not going to make us good with God. What's going to make us good with God is reasoning together. And because we have reasoned together and because he has made our, scar, our, our sins as white as snow, all of those other things will have meaning and depth and be real and change the course. Verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken how the faithful city has become a whore. She who is full of justice, righteousness lodged in her, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross, your best wine mixed with water. Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe. And runs after gifts. They do not bring justice to the fatherless. And the widow's cause does not come to them. Therefore the Lord declares, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will get relief from my enemies and avenge myself on my foes. I will turn to hand, my hand against you and will smelt away your dross. As with lye and remove all your alloy. And I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. 
Afterward, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed by justice, and those in her who repent by righteousness. But rebels and sinners shall be broken together, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks that you desire, and you shall blush for the gardens that you have chosen. For you shall be like an oak whose leaf withers, and like a garden without water. And the strong shall become tender, and his work a spark. And both of them shall burn together with none to quench them. Powerful words. And yet that's exactly what happens. The word of God is like the water that waters the garden. It's like the the water that waters the evergreen. But here they're talking about a dry land. And just those who are strong are going to just set it on fire. Instead of healing it, they're going to hurt it. Because they're not relying on the Lord, they're relying on their strength to do whatever they want to, which ends up oppression, which ends up no justice, which ends up all of these things he's talked about and be broken. I think this is a huge description of our world today. Huge description. Just because somebody's strong does not mean they can they can bring healing and protection and justice. Sometimes they bring fire and sometimes they burn the whole thing down. Because the word of God is not truthfully followed. They may walk through and do all the right stuff and check off the right boxes, but their heart isn't there. Just like the Lord says here. And the Lord knows the heart. Let us pray. Father God, help us to be honest with ourselves and with you. Help us to come and reason together with you. Lord, we do have things, thoughts about you that are not right, and they've resulted in actions that are that are not right, and those all need to be cleaned and made as white as snow. Thank you. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to repent. Thank you for telling us when we just aren't what we need to be. God, help us worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' precious and holy name, to you be the glory and the honor and the power and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen.
Hi, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and if you would like to know more about having a relationship with Jesus or need a Bible or need prayer or want to join this podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, please send me an email at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put podcast, and I'll be happy to get back with you and, and pray for you. Um, God bless you, and remember, you are one of His excellencies.